The Boston Red Sox are in it for the pitching. Boston recently acquired another reliever from the San Francisco Giants as they hope to make that strong playoff push for the final wild card spot. You are locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Red Sox, your daily Monday through Friday Boston Red Sox podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring you the latest in all things Red Sox on a day-to-day basis, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the show your first listen of every day. Happy trade deadline. We are just days away I expect the Red Sox to make another splash as we get closer and closer in the next few days here. So today's episode is all about the trade deadline. They recently made a new move for another relief pitcher. So I'm going to be going into what that looks like, why they might have been intrigued by him and what it means for the team moving forward, as well as discussing some other possibilities of players that may be acquired. There's been rumors and conversations and also a player who Red Sox fans are very familiar with that I think could make sense to move in a trade in the next few days. So I am so excited to discuss the trade deadline. This is truly a fantastic time of the year, seeing all the moves that happen in a really short period of time. And I know I'm going to be just clinching to my phone on August 1st, seeing all of those trades coming in, seeing Jeff Passan's tweets coming in and Ken Rosenthal's tweets and just really, really soaking in the madness and the enjoyment that comes with the trade deadline. The Red Sox have already started making some moves. Obviously, the big move was moving Kike Hernandez to the Dodgers and acquiring a couple relief pitchers that are in the minor leagues that they assigned to AAA just to help with the minor league bullpen depth. But they did go all in on another reliever. It seems like the Red Sox are really prioritizing, gaining more depth in the bullpen. They acquired righty Mauricio Lovera from the San Francisco Giants. Um, He's been overall pretty good. Um, He has a pretty small sample size. He pitched for the Giants the last two seasons. Last year, he made 17 appearances and had a 441 ERA through 16 and a third innings. And basically, San Francisco non-tendered him at the start of the offseason, but then he was brought back on a new minor league deal. And then in AAA, he had a 392 earned run average over 20 and two-thirds innings. And that's very hitter-friendly, the Pacific Coast League, which the Giants AAA affiliate is in, is a very hitter-friendly league. So that goes to show a lot that he was able to pitch effectively there. Um, recorded 24 strikeouts and six walks. And then um, he made some appearances in the majors this season. The Giants selected his contract in early July. So, and he, so he basically made five appearances in the majors this year so not a lot but definitely um some decent numbers holds a 169 earned run average through five and a third frames and he allowed just one run on four hits with five strikeouts um 
and also recorded two walks. So he brought decent stuff in those outings he had this season so far. He relies pretty heavily on his hard sinker and slider. Those are his two primary pitches. Um, he averages about 10.5 Ks per nine and 2.6 walks per nine. So that's pretty good because he does get the strikeouts a lot of the time and doesn't seem to have a problem with walking hitters as much per se. I think the Red Sox obviously found something appealing in him based on his performances at the minor league level. So they decided to take the chance on him. Um, so the deal with Mauricio here is he basically has exhausted his option years. So that means he can't be optioned to the minors anymore. So he has to go to the Red Sox 40 man roster. So in order to add him to the active roster, they actually um, moved Caleb or they transferred him from the 15 day injured list to the 60 day injured list to create that space on the roster and obviously, you know, or it's been struggling. So that move definitely made sense because he was a pitcher that wasn't really providing a lot of value. And hopefully Lavera can provide a little bit of an upgrade um, from a pitching standpoint in the bullpen. Um, the Giants DFA'd him on Saturday because they had another pitcher coming back from the injured list and they wanted to make room for him. So they decided to DFA him and worked out a trade with the Red Sox. The Red Sox gave up um, minor league righty Marquez Johnson in the deal. He basically has been struggling. He was an 11th round pick last season, held a 655 earned run average through 34 and a third innings across 28 outings at the low A level this year. Um he has a good punch out rate of 27.9%, but the problem is he does walk hitters pretty frequently, a 15.6% walk rate. Um, that's important to note because obviously the Red Sox are really looking for pitching depth right now. And this move to me says we have a pitcher that we see some upside in that could help contribute to our bullpen right now. And we're moving a pitcher who kind of has been struggling for us at the lower levels and maybe can go to a market where they can kind of fix him before he gets further up the ladder. So the Red Sox probably didn't see him as being the type of pitcher that they could see in their system moving forward, working up the ranks, nor did they feel like they needed him anymore. So it seems like it's a pretty even trade for me. The Giants get a young talent who potentially could have a lot of upside um, if they work with him the right way through the minor league system. They have time to develop him since he's only at low A right now. And the Red Sox get in return another right-handed reliever that they can throw into the bullpen, which is something they absolutely need right now in this moment. I do wonder, you know, that small sample size of outings he's made this year for San Francisco, you know, how much that really says about him as a pitcher. I hope he can work on developing some of his other pitches, but if he's only going to be used out of the bullpen as you know, like maybe a two or three inning type of pitcher, he doesn't necessarily need to have, you know, three or four fantastic pitches. He can have one or two really strong pitches, which it sounds like he does have. And then he can work on developing other pitches after that to go along with that. So, you know, like I mentioned on yesterday's show, it's an extra body. It's somebody who um, the Red Sox could really use out of the bullpen to their benefit because he just adds right-handed 
depth out of the pen, which was definitely a big need of the Red Sox going into this trade deadline. So I don't hate the move. You know, I didn't expect the Red Sox to make a huge splash for a really expensive reliever. This allows them to not give up um, any key talent that they could use in the next couple of years, but gets them a pitcher that potentially could contribute out of the pen now. And I see it as a type of situation where it really could be a bonus if he performs with the Red Sox. I mean, it's too soon to say how he's going to pan out in Boston. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I know whether he's going to be good in Boston or not, because it's impossible to know that for sure. But I do like what he can offer, I think, from a Red Sox depth standpoint in the bullpen. It's something that absolutely makes sense. Um, and I'm I'm happy that they did it. I'm happy they made the move. And moving Caleb Ort to make room for him definitely made sense. So we'll see how he does. But I'm excited to see him actually pitch here and see how that goes for him. Because I do think that there's a lot of upside with him. And I think he's somebody who can really have the opportunity to be in another market that's a bigger market and get the exposure of being in Boston. So we'll see. But either way, it's an extra bullpen arm. They needed the right-handed reliever depth anyway. So it definitely checks out to me in terms of what the Red Sox are looking for. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about a familiar face among Boston fans in Bobby Dahlbeck, a player who very much has caused a lot of frustration and mixed emotions among the fan base throughout his time in Boston. I'm going to be discussing why it could make sense for him to be included in a trade because you never know, but to me, he's somebody who could really provide a lot of value. So I'm going to be touching on all of that. Do you need help with car parts ever? Do you find yourself struggling to know what needs to be done with your car and what kind of pieces you need to fix it? eBay Motors absolutely has you covered. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm a big fan of eBay Motors. They make everything so easy for you. They help guide you through what needs to be done with your vehicle. So I highly recommend checking out eBay Motors and utilizing their talent and their knowledge to help you get the best thing out of your vehicle. Bobby Dahlbeck is a player who has had a lot of chances in Boston. He's been in the minors. He's been up to the majors. And every time he was starting to heat up in AAA, fans would get excited and the Red Sox would bring him back up, give him another chance at the major league level, only for him to kind of drop back down and struggle again at the major league level. It was just a constant roller coaster with him of, playing well and then not playing well, playing well, then not playing well. He would go on a hot streak where he would look really, really solid for a month or two and then just slump back into just, um, you know, frustrating play. 
And with where the Red Sox are at right now, Tristan Casas is really establishing himself as the primary first baseman of the future for this team with how he's been playing. His offense has been very, very solid over the last few weeks. And defensively, he's really shown a lot of improvement too. So prior to Casas really developing into the player that he's becoming, it made sense to have Dahlbeck here because he was a good other option at first base and he was a player that you kind of knew what you were getting from him. And if Casas needed more time to develop, you could bring Dahlbeck up from AAA and bring him into some games. And it was good to have him as kind of an extra body to play first base while Casas was still developing. But now, obviously, you know, Justin Turner platoons at first base too. And with the way Casas is playing, Dahlbeck isn't necessarily needed in the Red Sox organization anymore. I think um, also from his standpoint, it could be a lot better situation for him if he's in a smaller market where there's a lot less pressure, because I say this all the time. It is hard to play in the Boston market, hard fan base to play in front of. We are so passionate about our teams, but if you don't perform well, you will get eaten alive by the fan base. And that's not easy. Boston's one of the most reputable franchises in baseball, one of the most historic franchises in the game. And to play for a team like that really takes a lot of gut and a lot of mental endurance. And I don't know that Dahlbeck really has the mental stamina to handle Boston anymore. So a trade could be a win-win for the Red Sox and him. He's also had a very good season in AAA this year. He's has a 296 batting average with a 402 on base percentage and 611 slugging to go along with 22 home runs and 55 RBIs over 70 games. So he's definitely making things happen in AAA this year. He's been a pretty overall reliable hitter in terms of getting on base, not always necessarily hitting for contact, but having disciplined at bats and getting himself on base and finding ways to drive in runs with those 55 RBIs. So he's been, you know, pretty clutch in AAA, which is automatically building up his trade value. And if the Red Sox are looking to acquire a four or five starter, which I've said that I feel like they need still, he could be an option to move to get somebody like that on the team. Um, because if you have a player like that who has had experience in the majors, which teams do look for, um, and is playing well in AAA right now, that could give teams hope that maybe they can fix him and figure out what went really wrong for him at the major league level when he was playing up and really get to the bottom of that and say, hey, maybe he'll ex excel more in our organization. And so for Dahlbeck's sake, I think it could make sense because of the numbers he's putting up at AAA and the fact that he isn't really necessarily needed anymore in the Red Sox system because of how well Tristan Casas has been playing as of late. So I don't think it would be a bad idea for the Red Sox to throw his name out there when they're making calls to teams over the next few days. I'm not saying, um, you know, they have to trade him by any means, but I'm saying it could be a possibility of a good name because he is having a pretty successful overall season in AAA Worcester. So I think that the Red Sox could maybe get more out of trading him than we might have initially thought. If they are looking for a four or five caliber starter to join the rotation and really help with the playoff run, it could make sense to couple him into a trade. I don't think he'd be the only piece 
that they'd have to move to get a four or five starter. I think it would involve him plus another player. But if they do move Bobby Dahlbeck and get a four or five starter in the rotation, that obviously helps the Red Sox because they still have pitching injuries. So it would help fill the void of having another starter in that rotation until some of these guys come back from injury. Um, So it would help from that standpoint, but also it would really help Dahlbeck possibly to get out of the Boston area and go to a change of scenery maybe to a team that isn't as in the spotlight constantly because obviously the Red Sox are a franchise that's expected to perform year in and year out. And there's constantly good talent leaking through and just going through the Red Sox system and wearing that uniform. Um, So if you put on that Red Sox uniform, there's automatically a pressure added to your back and playing in Boston, you know, obviously, like I said, has a lot of pressure, but, being a major league baseball player is tough and not every player can handle all the emotions that come with that. So for Bobby's standpoint, it'd be cool to see if he goes elsewhere and find some success at the major league level, because I've always been a fan of, you know, his work ethic. I think he really, really tries to make it work. And he's been blatantly frustrated when he's been up in the majors and can't make things work and can't click at the plate. So you can tell he really cares about it and is passionate about it. So if he can find a home somewhere where it's a better situation for him and he feels like he can fit in more and can excel more, that could really be a win for him. So I think it'll be an interesting name that the Red Sox will be looking into and throwing out there when they're making calls to teams. And I really wouldn't be surprised if he ends up getting moved because Again, you know, Bobby the person, there's nothing wrong with him, but Bobby in a Boston Red Sox uniform, I don't really necessarily think makes sense anymore. And I wanted to wait on Casas a little bit just to see where he'd be and what his progression and development as a player would look like before I jump to the conclusion of moving Dahlbeck. But because Casas continues to get better and better and is starting to perform to the expectation that I and the Red Sox organization had for him prior to him being called up to the majors, I think that makes it a little bit more of um, you know a confident statement for me to say that there isn't really room for Bobby in this organization anymore. And it wouldn't be fair to him if the Red Sox keep him in the organization when he can maybe step into a bigger role elsewhere and help contribute to another team where there's less pressure involved. So I definitely think the Red Sox should make calls about Bobby Dahlbeck you know, look to trade him and look to just move him elsewhere because he is having a good season in AAA. So we'll see if they do that. Next, I'm going to be talking about an infielder who the Red Sox are rumored to be linked to. I'm going to make sense of why they might be interested and what bringing him here could mean for the Red Sox. Don't forget in these last few days before the trade deadline to check out Locked on MLB and Locked on MLB Prospects. MLB Prospects has you covered in terms of if the Red Sox do make a trade and you're unsure what the return is, if they get prospects back in the trade, like the Kike Hernandez situation is a great example, and you want to learn more about the players that they got back in that trade, Locked on MLB Prospects has you covered with giving some background on those players, um, what they could bring to Boston, and 
what their numbers have looked like throughout their career. So if you want to learn more about anybody in the minor league system, this is a great time to check out Locked on MLB Prospects because they can really break down some of those minor league players that you could be less familiar with that could be moved. Also check out Locked on MLB because obviously the trade deadline is almost here, only a few days away. So if you want to really, um, you know, get a good analysis of all the trades that are happening and keep up with who's getting moved for who, who you think might have won the trade, um, who you feel might have a harder time justifying the trade that they did make locked on MLB can help provide you with all of that. If there's a Red Sox trade that happens and you're like, did we really get, you know, a good deal out of this or did we get the short end of the stick? Check out locked on MLB and they have you covered. And don't forget, as always, you can check out locked on Red Sox on your favorite podcast platform for free Monday through Friday, part of the lockdown podcast network, your team every day. So the Red Sox are rumored to have been in talks with the Cardinals about shortstop Paul DeYoung. This was definitely not a name I expected to be linked to the Red Sox prior to the trade deadline. Um, you know, obviously he's had a pretty successful career overall. This season he's hitting 238 with 64 hits and 13 home runs and also has 32 RBIs and a 304 on base percentage to go with four stolen bases. So those aren't eye-popping numbers by any means, but he is getting on base quite a bit. Um, so from a hitting standpoint, he could be a really good fit for Fenway. Um, and, you know, he, he really is the type of player who you feel like almost could put on a Red Sox uniform and fit right in. Um because just of how long he's been around the league and um, his athleticism. And I think he could um, offensively maybe make it work in Boston. Um, he has three errors on the season with 34 turn double plays and 186 assists over the 219 and one third innings that he's been playing this year. So his defense is good. Um, you know, I think when it comes to the Red Sox, if they are interested in him, I suspect it's more for his defense because obviously his bat has been decent this year, but it's definitely not his most redeeming quality this season. Um, so I think if the Red Sox are interested, to me, it feels like they're interested because of his defense. I think there are better players offensively in the Red Sox current lineup than him. I don't think that he would make the Red Sox offense significantly better but he wouldn't need to because their offense already is very good but if they are, are interested in him and seeing you know what the asking price might be that to me means maybe they like his defense better as either Chang Arroyo or Reyes and they see his glove as something that could be very very valuable to platoon with story at shortstop because when story comes back obviously he's expected to be the primary shortstop but if they could get de Jong, maybe they see him as an upgrade defensively obviously i think he would be an upgrade defensively from arroyo um chang's pretty good defensively but i think de Jong's bat is a little better than chang's so that from that standpoint being a more versatile and well-rounded player i think he'd be an upgrade from him pablo Reyes, I really like. I'm a huge fan, as as you know. But it, maybe they do see one of their current middle infielders as not up to par with what they're looking for. So maybe they made a call to see if he could be an upgrade on defense because his defense, to me, definitely has been his strong suit throughout the season this year. 
I also believe that there's a huge possibility that them making a call about Dion could also mean bringing in a starting pitcher from the Cardinals as well. I've already mentioned Jordan Montgomery as a pitcher that I'd like to see the Red Sox make calls about and see what it would cost them. He has a 337 ERA this year um, with 105 strikeouts, and he's given up 43 earned runs and 11 home runs to go along with 31 walks. Steven Matz is another starting pitcher whose name has been thrown out there that is on the chopping block um, and possibly could be moved at this deadline, but he has a 434 ERA with 85 strikeouts and giving up 42 earned runs and 10 homers. Um, so I think, you know, one of those two starters is a possibility. I'd prefer Montgomery. I think he's reliable. I think he's had a pretty good season. And I think he could be a great four or five starter to just add into that Red Sox rotation to really solidify what it is. Um, so I think if the Red Sox do make a move for DeYoung and they bring in a shortstop that they might see as a defensive upgrade, I think that's fine. But I also believe that it would come with a package and it would involve a starting pitcher coming here too, which I think is the primary driving force behind looking into it. Because if I'm Heim Bloom and I'm saying, hey, I'm interested in one of these pitchers. Like I really like Jordan Montgomery and I think he'd be a great fit here and could really help solidify this starting rotation. If I'm high and I'm thinking about it like that and I see that there is a strong shortstop on their team that there could be a lot of return for that the Cardinals could look to move. I'm at least looking into it and I'm saying, Hey, um, you know, what would it take for me to bring this guy to Boston? Um, and if there's two guys that they're interested on the same team, then naturally that means, Hey, you know, um, we could bring both of these guys here and they can help this team in different ways. And I feel like I'm getting an upgrade on this team by bringing him here. So I think the main driving force behind the Red Sox getting in contact with the Cardinals to begin with is because of pitching. And I think there's a strong possibility that if they do acquire DeYoung, he wouldn't be the only player that they acquire from the Cardinals. I think it would mean DeYoung plus a starting pitcher to really help solidify the back end of the rotation. Obviously, Chris Sale's timeline as of right now is is going quicker than expected. He's supposed to be, um, you know, presumably back earlier than the Red Sox thought he would be, which is fantastic news. Um, but until that happens and with Houck's return, um, you know, still up in the air, they definitely could use and justify acquiring another starter. So I wouldn't be surprised if we hear that the Red Sox acquire DeYoung, but they also acquire a starting pitcher from the Cardinals in the deal, because that to me could really help solidify that rotation and would be the last move I feel the Red Sox need to make to feel like they can keep pushing to be in contention because they have people returning from injury, which that alone is going to make the team better. And then I would sit here and feel like, okay, they added depth um, in the bullpen, you know, they got some right-handed relievers that they could bring in here and one that's already going to be at the major league level and can hopefully help contribute. And they acquired one more starting pitcher to really help solidify that starting rotation and relieve the bullpen of having to have those bullpen games and stretch them out over multiple innings as often as they are. 
and you get another shortstop who defensively and possibly offensively could be a bit of an upgrade from what you have because he definitely would be an offensive upgrade to me um, for Chang or Arroyo. Um, Reyes is the only one that offensively, I believe, is ahead of where he's at right now. Um, And I'm looking at the way that Chang and Arroyo overall have been hitting. And I'm not saying they're awful hitters, but they're not great hitters either. And I think DeYoung's somewhere in the middle where he can provide you some value on offense, but he has a proven glove that defensively could really, really help um, with the Red Sox middle infield. So I think that's more of a, hey, we should look into the situation. What would it take for the Cardinals to give us this upgrade at the middle infield? But we really like the starting pitching offerings that they have. And we really want to try to see if we can work out a deal that would bring us both of them. So I wouldn't think of this as De Jong on its own and that they're looking into him and interested in him. I'm looking at it as we are interested in him, but we also are really primarily interested in the pitching that they have. So let's see how we can get a package. So obviously, um, you know, there's a lot of speculation. This might not happen. They might not be as serious about it. We don't really know. It just sounds like they're in the preliminary talks about a deal. So something potentially could be worked out, but we'll see. Um, You know, we'll know over the next few days what the Red Sox really are trying to do here. I think they're super close to feeling like they have all the pieces to really make that wild card push. So I think we might see one more move from them. But I don't think, you know, um, they are going to make a lot more crazy moves and be super active come the last day of the trade deadline. I think if anything, they do make one more move similar to what I just discussed. And then they call it a trade deadline for them and they roll with what they have and really, really try to make that push for that wild card spot. So, you know, let's go Red Sox. I trust Time Bloom. Hopefully he makes, um, you know, moves that really can help solidify this team and make them feel like they're set up to make a potential wild card run this year, but also set up for the future. Because at the end of the day, that is the goal of the Boston Red Sox. It's been said by Heim Bloom and the Red Sox front office multiple times that they really are focusing on thinking about the future and building a championship caliber team that can be in that position for years to come. So this trade deadline is big, um, but we'll see what happens. Keep the faith. Go Red Sox. Happy Friday. Have a fantastic weekend. I will catch you on the flip side.